whilst we came from very different worlds, we had a shared appreciation for the land. For them, the land was all about their ancestry, for us the land was all about earth processes, but it was nice to have something fundamentally common between us. Welcome to The Rocks Beneath Our Feet. In this series, five geologists talk about their years devoted to working for the Geological Survey of Western Australia. From understanding early life, to the tectonic processes that shaped our planet, and making the maps that unearth our understanding of Western Australia's geology, they reveal their shared passion for discovering the stories in the rocks beneath our feet. I'm Julie Hollis. In this episode, Heather Howard talks about working with Nanandjara traditional owners while mapping the Musgrave province. The Musgrave province in Central Australia, it's Nanandjara land. The Nanandjara people have native title. And we had to negotiate access. We had to go meet the people and we had to have Aboriginal guides with us. So that was quite different, being with people from a different culture. I was there the first day on the ground and we all sat in the dirt and met met in a group and talked. Yeah. And I think that was a, a learning curve that we couldn't just walk in there and map. Yeah. That we had to start building up relationships with the local people, the elders, so that they would trust us. Mm. The first year we had a five-week trip mm. just as, as a test run to see how it went. Because what was different about our way of working is that whilst we negotiated with the Nanajara Council, we actually talked directly to the Aboriginal people. And one of their guys, Reggie Smith, he was the liaison person. Mm-hmm. He would go to each of the communities and find the elders who knew the land the most, who had that responsibility for the community, and introduce us to them, and we would work with them. And when they reached the boundary of their land, he would go to the next community and find the next relevant elders, and we would work with them. And so we went from Wingalina to Blackstone Community, Jemison, Warburton. We just followed from one boundary to the next through the communities and worked with a number of different elders through the region. And it proved to be really successful. Mm. I think because we were on the ground with these people, we camped with them most nights. So we built up some friendships with them. Yeah, And actually, it was a real privilege to work with them and to get to know them the way that we did. And one of the best things about it, I think, is that whilst we came from very different worlds, we had a shared appreciation for the land Mm. for very different reasons. I think for them, the land was all about their ancestry, their song lines, the spirits. Mm. But for us, the land was all about what do these rocks tell us about earth science, about earth processes. Yeah. But it was yeah, it was nice to have something fundamentally common between us. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's the key, isn't it? And it's a shared respect, I think. Yeah. It introduces a lot of challenges, but it seems like you were really lucky to be able to have those experiences that are relatively uncommon for most people to be able to actually experience Aboriginal culture. I think it was perhaps different for us because we weren't, I don't know how to say this, but our primary goal wasn't to understand the Aboriginal culture. 
Yeah. And I think a lot of the people that they'd met coming into those communities, that was their interest. Mm-hmm. They'd met a lot of anthropologists, a lot of council people, and we just wanted to see the rocks. Yeah. So, <laughs> I think it was something different for them. I don't think they quite understood it to start with. I think they wanted to show us their culture. I see, yeah. Because that's what a lot of people wanted to know. And whilst we were interested, we were there to do a job and we wanted to see the rocks. (laughs) (laughs) With the traditional owners together with you for most of the time that you were working? Often there'd be community meetings or things that drew them back to the community. We'd often have them with us until they were happy that we were in an area that was clear and they were happy with what we were doing, the level of sampling we were doing, and then they did come back after their meetings. Yeah, because there's only so much geology that a non-geologist can take, really. <laughs> it's it's a little bit boring watching someone <laughs> looking at rocks. I think. Yes. <laughs> yeah. When we first started working with these guys, I remember the first day that I went out with two of them, and Reggie and Lance, that were their names. We hadn't spent much time together, and I was used to having a fieldie of my own, the fieldie for all the, the safety calls, the radio in Perth a couple of times a day, those kind of requirements. And so the fieldie would stay with the vehicle, and I would go off and have a look at the rocks. Mm. So I went with these two guys and parked the vehicle. They were happy with where I was going to work, and... I said to them, okay, you need to stay with the vehicle and I'll be an hour or so collecting my notes. I'll come back. Mm. And so I did this and I came back and they weren't there. Ah. And the first rule is that you don't move the vehicle because they won't know where you are then. Yeah. So I had no choice but to just wait. And they didn't come back. I don't know how long I waited. It felt like a long time. A lot of mapping time was just disappearing. <laughs> yeah. And then eventually I heard a noise. I heard somebody calling me and I looked to a sand dune in the distance and I could see a small figure waving. <laughs> <laughs> and so I drove the vehicle over to them and uh, one of them had a huge grin on his face and a dead guana in his hand. And it was about probably about a metre long. Mm. And these two old men (laughs) were grinning at me. Um, Look what we got. (laughs) And they, you know, reenacted the capture of it. (laughs) Told me how they tackled it down and hit it over the head with a rock and (laughs) brought back this prize for me. I I was actually quite annoyed that I'd lost all this mapping time. And I had to find them as well. Anyway, they came back, put it into the vehicle. So we spent the rest of the afternoon with this dead goanna in the cab. (laughs) I wasn't too happy about either. (laughs) But years later, one of them, Reggie, actually turned up when we were out in the field with his family and a goanna that they'd managed to hunt down. Yeah. And cooked it in front of me. So dressed it as they normally would, put it on the branches on the fire that they would normally do and showed me how they did that. And the kids that were there were so excited. It was like Christmas. (laughs) And I I think that was the moment that I thought, actually, they were trying to do something really nice for me in capturing that guana and 
wanted to share it yeah. with us. And I just brushed that off as a bit of a waste of time. You know, it was mapping time lost. Yeah. So there's a bit of a lesson there in appreciating the moments and uh, understanding people a bit better. I think. Yeah. So it sounds like there wasn't too many restrictions on you actually working there. Was it just that they needed to make sure that you weren't actually going to sample important things that, that needed to to be there? Mostly. Or if there were events that had happened, sometimes there were places that they didn't want people visiting, graves, that kind of thing. Yeah. So from a geological perspective, we could take our sample somewhere else. Sure. And we could map around those things. It wasn't a problem. We just had to know where they were. There was one area on Mount Aloysius. And Mount Aloysius is right in the corner of four map sheets. And we had access to a PhD thesis that showed that the oldest rocks known in the Musgrave province came from Mount Aloysius. Mm -hmm. There was some dating done, some radiometric dating. So we were keen to go there. And the first season, they didn't want us to go there. Right. But that was okay. We just finished off the map sheet. And then the next season, we tried again, and they didn't want us to go there still. And we actually mapped all the way around it. <laughs> and do, yeah, I didn't get to go there. Um, I think some of the other geologists went to the base of it, the lower levels, but I, I couldn't go there. Those old rocks just eluded us for a long time. Yeah, so you never got to go there. No. You had men's and women's areas as well, so you had to split up the mapping to some degree. Not all that much, actually. There were a few places that I couldn't go to that the male geologist did mm. go to. But I was quite fortunate because there was a women's dreaming track that went from Adelaide up to Darwin through two of our map mm. sheets, so that it meant that, that I had access to all of that. Mm -hmm. And one day I took out a carload of women from Wingalina yeah. and they showed me this dreaming trail and pointed out all the geological features that were part of the story. So it was useful to me because it meant that I didn't take samples and remove anything that was a part of this story. But it was a, yeah, it was a really lovely day, actually. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. There was a lot of giggling in the car and just people that were just so excited to be out of the community and back on the land, actually. Yeah. And towards the end of the day, they took me to a hill, which I think was a special part of the story. And it was incredibly complicated structurally in terms of the geology. Right. Um, there were myelinites in all different directions. And so I was, I climbed the hill and spent the afternoon mapping that. The women that were with me stayed at the base of the hill with their sticks and they sang and they danced so I spent the afternoon listening to them doing this kind of repetitive chanting and doing the dance of the story it was actually yeah one of the most memorable moments I have of that mapping program it was a really unique experience you've been listening to the rocks beneath our feet you can discover more about GSWA by visiting dmp.wa.gov.au forward slash GSWA or find GSWA on LinkedIn and Facebook. If you like what you've heard, give them a follow.